Such a big smile on your face. I'm like, why is she, why is she smiling? <laughs> well, it's like a beautiful that? topic, in my opinion. It's a beautiful topic. It is. Life is growth. Mm. Growth is life. And without growth, what are you doing? And without growth, what are you doing? Where are you, right? Mm. So, Layinka, I think I'll start with you. When you think about <laughs> the course of your life since mm. you decided or made the conscious decision to practice Islam, to journey to Allah, what would you say have been your highs and your lows? Mm. <laughs> it's me, it's like she's bracing herself. Um, for, for me, what have been my highs? My highs have been those moments where I feel like I can really, like I'm really talking directly to Allah, like my Rabb that cognizance and awareness of having a being who cares so much about me, more than I could ever care for myself. That actually overwhelms me sometimes with so, so much awe that, just look at me, man, like little old me, amongst the sea of his creation, I ask and he provides. Mm. I cry and he consoles me in some way. Mm. You know, that really puts me in such gratitude. Some of my greatest lows have been self-inflicted. Oh, that's, that's you being honest. You're, you're, and when you say some of your greatest lows have been self-inflicted, is that in terms of your, your my own journey towards... My, it's been something that I, it's, I mean, maybe not consciously choosing to be self-inflicted, but like from retrospect and thinking about it, you know, my, my greatest lows in my journey have been because I've decided to do something. I've decided to commit a sin. I've decided to engage in something that is displeasing to Allah. Mm. So I will feel the ramifications of that choice. Do you know what? You know what's interesting about that? When I think about my greatest highs mm. since becoming Muslim 20 years ago, um, I would say my greatest highs were immediately after the lows that you've just spoken about. Mm. Honestly and truly, when I think back to the day I became Muslim, 1999, um, I once thought that that was the best day of my life. Yeah, It was like the, the height and, and, and whatever came kind of after that, I would never reach that height of, of faith and, and, and connection. But actually, the low lows that you've just described, sinning, making mistakes, being tested, I swear, when I have turned to Allah from a place of desperation, yeah, 
a place of pure need, the connection that I feel with him, mm-hmm. and the, 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 the way that he responds to me, and the way that he fixes my affairs, or the way that he makes me wait for the relief, or the ease, or the solution, and the journey, the difficult journey I have to take through there, and the fact that I keep going back to him, and just, you know, that, that cycle, I feel that these, these have been my highs. These really have been my highs because it's at those times that I've truly found my Lord. Mm-hmm. You know what, for me, when, I've, when I'm in my moments of ease, yeah, and, and, I'm, and I'm worshiping Allah and I'm striving as a Muslim, it's nice, it's good, it's enjoyable. But the real growth in my faith and the real growth in my relationship with Allah has not come from moments of ease. Oh, For yeah. me, yeah. Yeah. it's come, yeah. it's come when mm. I have been knocked out. Mm. Either by, like you said, my own decision, self-inflicted, a reaction, a decision, mm. a mistake, right? Or a test has hit me. And it's not during it's not during the mistakes or the tests. It's in the willingness and openness to see what Allah is teaching me here, what Allah is showing me, the journey of waiting, the journey of begging him, please just take this away, please just fix this. That is when I felt closest to my Lord. And these have been my highs. And boy, have been have there been some times like this, really? Um, and it's not that I'm I'm craving for that now. You know, nobody wants difficulty. Mm-mm. No one wants you know uh, difficulty. But oh, man, there's something so sweet. There is a sweetness you know in turning I, to Allah that, that isn't found elsewhere. It's like you're thirsty, you're parched, and then you have you you get a drink and that relief. Mm. It's that same, yeah. You know, like, like when that. we're fasting, mm-hmm. that first sip of water, it's it, it's like the eh. best water you've ever had in your life. <laughs> the best drink, <laughs> especially on a hot summer's day. You've been mm. fasting for eighteen hours, yeah. and you take that sip, and that Alhamdulillah that comes, it comes from the depths. Yeah, it's real. Yeah. <laughs> it's real. Alhamdulillah. Mm. Yeah. Because. And, and, and it's at that moment, actually, you don't really, that, that's when you realize the, the, uh, how, how thirsty you really were. You know, let me tell mm. you something very quickly. So I became Muslim in 1999, and um, in the first two years after I became Muslim, I would say there was a culmination of self-inflicted mistakes as well as tests. So it was a mixture. As a new Muslim, as a very new Muslim that didn't build her foundation well in the beginning, I crumbled and I took off my hijab and I stopped praying and I kind of went back to my old life, still believing though, still believing in la ilaha illallah, I need to emphasize that, right? Mm -hmm. But I went, I just, this was too much, too much, too soon, you Mm -hmm. know, I was very young, too much, too soon. Um, But subhanAllah, when you talk about the depths, you know, when I decided to come back to Allah and I started building my foundation. I would say that that was sweeter than the day I took my shahada. Mm. 
that was sweeter than the day I took my shahada. You know, I had to kind of fall apart, make loads of mistakes, mm. but then make the conscious decision to do something about it and sincerely come to Allah with all of that. That was very, very sweet. And it reminds me of a saying, and I think it's by Imam Ghazali, where he said, sit with the sinners. He said, sit with the sinners because they have the softest hearts. Mm. Because they have the softest hearts. You know that reminds me of the... The, the, uh, there's a saying, I don't know who coined it or whatever, but that if you find yourself distant from Allah, know that it was you who moved. And as you were talking about this, as you were talking about the sweetness of coming back, knowing Allah was always there. He remained where he was. Mm-hmm. And it was you who moved and you found your Lord waiting for yeah. you. And that's so, mm-hmm. for me, again, that makes me feel like emotional because... Allah is all-encompassing, all-embracing, all-accepting of us, waiting for us mm. to make that tawbah, to come back, to return, to seek him, to seek his pleasure, to mm. seek his faith. He, the, the door to his forgiveness is always open. Mm-hmm. It's true. The, so, door, the door to his love is yeah. always open. Yeah. Sumeya, so your highs and your lows, girl. Oh, um, I, I stand by like uh, what you're saying about the trial aspect of things. And for me... I think that it, it, I kind of like the theory and practice mm-hmm. view. So initially, I think, you know, when you, when you start learning knowledge in the dean and taking classes, you start filling up on a lot of information and you know a lot in your mind. Mm. And then, you know, you've done the coursework. It's lecture and lab. Now mm. it's time mm. to work what you know. And you get put in situations where you need to call on what you've been taught. And the question becomes, you know, it's very easy to repeat and to share theoretical, factual information. But the real test (laughs) and the real, you know, you you, you get to show your true colors when you're called to act on what you know. Mm. Will you come through it goes back to that ayah you know you will be tested to you know paraphrasing to sift out to to be to to test your belief to see whether your belief is true or not you know and and it's really really hard because i think you know and for me in my mind it signifies your spiritual maturity Mm. and i think that it kind of draws the line between the overzealous judgmental ready to throw other people you know this is this comes from book theoretical knowledge There's textbook that's Islam. not backed up mm. by real experience and it goes back to has your face been put in the dirt yeah there's a humbling knowing maturing growth that happens that makes your knowledge now wholesome mm. it makes it you know it makes it real and it's extremely hard Do you know interestingly enough you find and we've heard it and we've actually experienced that the thing the very thing that we have judged people about it's the thing that we are to so you think you know you get okay. a run yeah let me you get show a, give it a well, shot let's, let's have a taste and the yeah. thing that we say you know oh, if i were in their place then i would have done this okay cool show us what you're going to do and i remember you know being in an extremely difficult time and i and i was complaining about i was stuck on it and i was talking to my dad about it and he and he 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 called me out and he said you know, what is all of this? You're teaching people Qur'an. 
you're doing tafsir, you're doing tadabur, reflection, you're, you're everywhere, but you're not looking at what's right in front of you. Mm. And you're really, you're not hearing. So it's all well and good to preach theoretical stuff, but it's happening now. And are you showing walk. up? Yeah, you need to walk Are you walk. showing up? And it's so, so important. Daddy. Yeah, dad doesn't play. <laughs> it's, it's so, so important. You need to, you need to, to, to do the work. And, and the line between a person who's, who, who has a title because of attending a course or you're now, you've done an alim program or you're a hafiz of the Qur'an or you're an imam or a scholar and you, you don't have, you're not, you can't back it up with mm. experience, you're going you're gonna to lapse a lot yeah. and you're not going to be able to be there for people in the way that they need. Mm. So it's, it's, uh, it's really important that you embrace these opportunities for growth and use them to help you further your connection and your, your path, yourself along the path to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because mm. that's what it's about. Mm. That's what it's about. Yeah, I think I think you know what you said about theoretical textbook Islam and real kind of practical um, Islam. Uh, that's where the growth is, mm-hmm. and Allah will, will 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 give you something in order for you to grow. And I've always kind of likened it that likened it to you know like a a seed. A seed has to break. It has to split in order for the growth to emerge. Mm-hmm. And so when we talk about the highs and lows of our journey to Allah, it's going to be mixed, right? You know, it's going to be the, the highs and lows are kind of intertwined mm-hmm. and they're there in order for us to grow. And they're mm-hmm. necessary. And they're absolutely necessary. You'll be given what you need, not what you necessarily want. Oh boy. Right? Yes. You'll be given what you need, not necessarily what you want and I think it's uh, in fact when I look back at my life it's acceptance of that Mm. acceptance of that and submit and submitting to that fact that has really developed to myself as a believer and it's hard man it's really really it takes a lot of work it takes a lot of work to accept what Allah has decreed for you, knowing that you personally don't really like that, you know, you, you don't want it, you don't want it, you don't like it, but this is what He knows is best for you, and this is what's going to lead to the ultimate high, yes. which is His pleasure and entrance into Jannah. Yes, you know, um, acceptance and and, and submit submittance, yeah. submittance, yeah. submitting, yeah. Yeah. Sub- yeah, submission, submission. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> something was wrong there (laughs) acceptance and submission to that fact I think it brings with it a peace a Mm. sense of peace Um, yeah a sense of peace in this dunya Um, and you come to recognize that growth feels and looks this way you yeah. come to wreck, like, you know that, like, when I'm in discomfort, when I'm feeling this sense of agitation, when I'm under this immense pressure, I know that, you know, yeah. I'm cooking, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm cooking. I'm going, like I'm going to come out, you know, I'm like preparing yeah. you for some, for the yeah. next thing. It's, you're getting an upgrade, you know, mm. but at the time, we, it's quite tough. We only have a few minutes left of this episode. And, you know, I feel like there's so much that we can talk about because we haven't even spoken much about the specifics. But if you could just name one specific way in which maybe you've grown um, 
or one particular memory that you feel has been a means of you moving closer to Allah and and your your personal ideal of where you would like to be as a Muslim, what would that be very, very briefly? Um, I would say judgment and the journey. So for me, it was very much like, I should be better than this. I should be handling this. I should be here. But, you know, acknowledging that because I'm going through this transition, I don't need to attach the judgment to it and be, you know, hindering my progress. This is where I'm at and I'm getting an upgrade. I'm going to ride it out. Mm. Yeah, for me, a very specific example is the birth of my youngest, who was born with who, who was born with uh, the worst form of a particular disease, and knowing that the du'a that I made during my entire pregnancy was specific to health, which is really strange because I've never done that in any of my pregnancies. But I made a specific du'a: Allah, give me a healthy child. And then He gave me a child who has the worst form of specific disease. And I'm just like, I remember when I was when when we were told about this, and I looked up to the heavens and I said you've got a plan you've got a plan and I accept it mm. because how else can I ask my Lord the most giving the most generous something so specific that is un- like weird to me mm. and then he gives me what I need mm. not necessarily what I asked for yeah and he's given me what I've actually asked for but just in a different form mm. and that has bolstered every time I look at her Every time I look at her, I'm just like, Allah. Mm. Mm. That's it. Allah. Because he is like, her, her, her presence is my reminder that Allah is the most wise in, in, in how he decrees. Mm. And just accept and embrace. And I love, it. I love looking at her as that reminder. Alhamdulillah. Oh, mashallah, mashallah. I think for me, um, it was quite similar to what you've said there was a sister a very close friend of mine who went through a particular test and as she was going through that test I was I tried to be a support to her and I remember making dua saying ya Allah I can I think I can deal with pretty much everything just not that test ya Allah don't give that to me please and I remember feeling a desperation anything but that and what do you think happened? <laughs> Boom. Boom. A few months later, I was tattooed with the exact same thing that went on for a few years. And it, I, I cannot explain to you. Maybe I will, t- maybe I will pluck up the courage because I haven't spoken about it with anyone apart from a few people who went through that journey with me. Maybe I will talk about it in an episode because I know it will help a lot of people. It's um, something that people do face and it's hard. Maybe. Maybe I will be honest enough, inshallah. <laughs> um, but it was, you know, it, it was similar to what you said. It was accepting that, you know what? The beauty that has come out of that situation, the beauty that has come out of that test, the breaking I went through, yeah, the fact that I actually almost died, and that's the truth. I actually almost died as a result of that test. And the way that I have grown and the way that I have softened to people, the way that my dependency on Allah has changed, mm. I thank Him for it. So I think for me, the journey to Allah, it sometimes doesn't come in the form that we expect it to. Mm-hmm. It's 
there's an internal shift that needs to take place, mm-hmm. you know, where your heart kind of needs to be broken and then he puts it back together and then you yeah. can journey. He gives you everything you need for that. That's right. And, he, and even when it feels like he's taken everything away, he's left what's necessary yeah. for you to grow. That's right. For you to move, for you to get closer to him. That's right. And mm-hmm. I think that's a nice, a nice point to end on. So thank you for joining us in this episode. Do share the highs and lows of your own personal journey to Allah. And we look forward to seeing you get you again on the next episode of Honesty Talk, inshallah.